It's been a remarkable week for us here at the Forest Lake Church and in the Orlando community. And you know, isn't it interesting the way that God works sometimes, putting us where we need to be and causing us to do what we need to do without even knowing? How many of you remember what we did Last Sabbath, there were two extra vehicles in our parking lot last Sabbath. Do you remember this? They were parked down there. They were big and they were red. And you got on them and you did what? You gave blood. Little did we know that some of the blood we gave last Sabbath might well have been used later that night for people who would suddenly find themselves mowed down by a gunner who had entered where they were. We were all shocked at that news that, that this would happen somewhere close to where we were. And I remember it was Sunday evening and I was home and I was talking with my wife, Alicia, and I was just saying to her, I was just saying, it's so frustrating to me because... What can we possibly do? What can we do to help? I went to bed feeling frustrated that there would be this kind of hurt so close, and yet, what could we do? Pastor Bernie's going to join me here. And I came in, because he's a key part to this next piece of the story, I came in to the office on Monday... And Pastor Bernie came into my office. He was talking on his phone. And uh, turns out he was talking to Christina, his wife. And Christina is a child life specialist at Nemours, Nemours Hospital. And uh, some of the chaplains from that hospital had been involved with some of the families that had been impacted by the shootings that took place. And as they had been talking with those families there was a concern that was beginning to arise from some of the families. And the concern was, what if there isn't any place for us to have memorial services or funerals? What if churches won't let us come to mourn the people we've lost? And Christina was talking to them, and she said, well, our church would let people come. And then she said, let me talk to my husband. (laughs) And so she called Bernie and she said, would we be willing to host a funeral or a memorial service if a family needed that? And Bernie said, well, yeah, we'd be able to do that. And then he said, let me talk to Pastor Jeff. (laughs) And he came and talked to me and he said, would we be willing to host a funeral or a memorial service if someone needed it? And I said, yes. And then I said, but let's bring in Pastor Roger. So we got together, the three of us, and we decided this is our opportunity to serve in a time of crisis. Now, it's not a big thing. We have funerals a lot. We know how to do it, and we're happy to do it for people in need. And so to us, it didn't seem that big of a thing to do that. So Pastor Bernie talked to Pastor Patty, and and she said, and and tell the families that we could stream it if they needed to. If they had loved ones that were a long ways away and couldn't make it, we could stream it as well. We got brand new equipment. This would be great. 
So Pastor Bernie put together a very simple little statement, uh, just a few lines, and sent it to Marlene, who, who put it onto a graphic and posted it to her Instagram. And then it found its way onto our church Facebook page. Pastor Delwyn got it arranged where it needed to be. And we were hoping that maybe a few people would see it and it might reach someone who needed that and we would be able to help someone, some, somewhere, somehow. We had no idea at the time just what would become of this. Now, to give you a little context, we put a lot of things on our Facebook page and every now and then they do reasonably well. We've, we've had things shared 30 or 40 times before. And that's really wonderful. But I happened to pull it up on the Facebook page Monday evening as I was sitting at home. I pulled it up to take a look. I was getting ready to come to a meeting at 5.30 at the church, and it had been shared 500 times. And I thought, that's amazing, and I came to the church, and by the time I got to the church and pulled up my computer, it had been shared a thousand times. There aren't a thousand people, a part of this church, that all have a Facebook account, so I knew it was more than you guys. And it just kept going and going and going, and by staff meeting on Tuesday, it had been shared 24,000 times. And as of today, as I stand here, it's been shared 26,600 times and been viewed by 1,140,000 plus people who saw the simple statement we made as a church to be willing to serve in a time of crisis and took great hope in it. Over 1,000 people commented. We've tried lots of times to get people's attention. We've tried all kinds of strategies to, to make people want to do something. We had no strategy here, except that we had a place and we thought we could serve. And something about that touched people's hearts, and it spread, and it's opened doors for us. Pastor Bernie, tell us a little more about all of this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting. My wife, uh, as Pastor Jeff was talking about, is at Nemours, and she, her team... Uh, she's on the same team as the chaplains, the child life specialists, and the pastoral care teams. They're all kind of on the same team. And so um, they, our, our name, our church, the Forest Lake Seventh-day Adventist Church, is just kind of known as this place that right now in the, you know, in the heat of this crisis, it's a go-to place. Um, we, um, since, since she's uh, talked about you know, the, the, uh, how we've opened our church, they, they consistently come to her uh, to let her know uh, what the needs are. And, if, and they know that they can come to us and, and our church will respond. So it's been, it's been really powerful. We now, um, a couple of our pastors have been to the, the family resource center that's been set up by the city. And so we've, have, we've had the opportunity to work directly with uh, the families that have been infected. And that's, that's all because of just um, Christina responding to a need that she was made aware of and letting them know that this church would be a place that could be a resource. And that's really what it's, what it's been about, is just saying, 
We're not sure how to respond. Everyone's responding. It's been overwhelming. There's blood donations. There's, there's just everything. Everyone has just been pouring out uh, love towards what's, what's happened in a very tragic situation. And we weren't real sure. But then when we, when we became aware of it, um, we, we didn't hesitate. And we just, you know, we, we just said, hey, here's a place and we're willing to be there. So um, it, it's just powerful to, that, that we can continue the message that there's a church that is ready to love and wrap our arms around us. So um, it, it did get out in the, in the public media. And so we've had the opportunity to respond to uh, Huffington uh, this week and CNN called to get some some information about what was going on and the, the Sentinel and uh, there's a news outlet in Australia that I spoke with um, that got a hold of the story and people are just struck by the um, you know the idea that a, that a church in particular um, would would be so open to receive uh, people in particular from the LGBT community and so. Um, we also made it well known that there, since there were other people there that weren't of the LGBT community, we would also uh, be more than, they would also be more than welcome to have their services here as well. So it, it's just, it's, it's open doors. We are, we are known now as a go-to church that will demonstrate compassion in times of, of, of enormous need, in times of grief and tragedy. Uh, this church will respond. And so uh, it, it's just been it's just been tremendous. The, the phone calls, I wish we could let you hear some of the phone calls that we received. Literally, um, people both from the LGBT community and otherwise weeping. Uh, on, they can't finish the message that they leave for our church because they're just weeping by the gesture of compassion that we demonstrate. And again, by no means are we patting ourselves on the back here, folks. You understand that. But, but just the, the privilege that is ours to convey the message uh, of the gospel and of Jesus, that, that there is a great need, and we are willing to, to facilitate that need in any way that we can with love and compassion is, is the message that's out there. And it hasn't been just us. Lots of vendors and people who own companies and businesses, they have called us. We had, we had a, a, a company that puts on events. They're a promotional company or something. They put on events, and they said, hey, we'll partner with you. We'll throw a big event, raise lots of money, and you can use that money to serve these families. So, I mean, everyone has just rallied around, and we as a church had an opportunity to be a part of that, and that's just what we did. We just responded as a, as a neighbor, as a part of the community, uh, without any uh, agenda to put a spotlight on ourselves. So. so having said all of that, the reality is there has been so much. We were kind of early in the, in the people offering these kinds of things, but since then there's been so many who have offered similar things to what we have that the truth is we've all come all the way down to here and nobody's actually taken us up on our offer. We haven't actually had the opportunity to host. We thought yesterday that something was happening and, and the whole team was active and we were all working and we had everything in place, but, but then something else worked out for them that was a little more convenient. Part of the challenge is we're kind of far away from the center of everything. And, and if no one had offered, then maybe we would have gotten a lot of opportunity. But, but a lot of people have opened their hearts and their places uh, for the families. And so, so far... We've not had the privilege to make good on our promise. We will see if we get the chance or not. But regardless, 
We're thankful to the Lord that we had a chance uh, to be a comfort somehow. And uh, it goes beyond our wisdom and our strategy and anything we could have ever thought to do. But it's God's hand at work through his people uh, to make a difference uh, in a time of crisis. So, so we're thankful to the Lord. There was, uh, I think, one little story that, that is typical of so many, and it was someone from our church who came by yesterday as we were in the office and came in with sort of a, a really pleased but almost bewildered look on her face and said, I just went to get my hair done at a place close by here in the area. And when I walked in, the person who does my hair, he got tears in his eyes. And he said, you're an Adventist, aren't you? And she said, yes. And he said, you go to that church over there, don't you? She said, yes. And he said, thank you so much for what you all have done. How many times have we tried to be in touch with people across the street and never gotten anywhere? And now we've become recognized. So the Lord has given us a reputation in this town, and I hope we deserve it. But I do know we need to live up to it. So let's determine all the more to be a neighbor to those around us who we encounter in need. And we're very pleased today to have with us Elder Dan Jackson and his wife Donna who are here. Dan is our president of the North American Division. Dan, if you'll come join us here. They came down uh, yesterday um, as president of the division and as a leader of all the Adventist churches in the United States and Canada to be a part of the morning of Orlando and to see what is going on in person. And they, they went down and visited a couple of the sites and Elder Jackson, tell us a little about your experience. You know, in, uh, in times of need, Christians must be compelled to reach out. I, uh, I look at these 49 lanterns on the display here, each lantern representing a life. Uh, yesterday, Donna and I stood by the memorial in front of the hospital where they have erected 49 crosses with the name and the photo of every person who was lost. And we stood there and it's hard to grasp the immensity of somebody being snuffed out like that because of hatred and anger. And we grieve. We grieve with the LGBT community. We grieve with the others who were also present, who lost lives, who were injured. John F. Kennedy once made the statement as he stood in Berlin, Ich bin ein Berliner. I am a Berliner. And I believe there are multiple thousands and even millions of people, Pastor, who believe that they are neighbors in Orlando today. And so we grieve for these people. We, we also have been incredibly blessed by the exploits of the pastors in this area. And I'm going to do something I didn't do before, but I'm going to do it anyway. And if you don't forgive me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's between you and God. I, I think in, in due respect... 
I would like us to give a hand to lay people, to the nurses, to the counselors, and to the pastors in this area. Not to applaud them, but to applaud what God has done through them. Would you join me? Our world is a place of huge need. That need will not evaporate when the news stories go away, when the funerals have been conducted. Our world is a huge place of need. And God has called every single one of us in this room to be his minister. And I just want to tell you that we are praying for you. We are thanking God for what you have done and praying that God will inspire you to continue to find ways to minister to these people and to minister to this community. And I think we're going to pray now. Yeah. Elder Jackson is going to lead us in our morning prayer, so I invite you to kneel where you are, and we'll remain standing here as we pray. God, our Heavenly Father, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. With the word of your mouth, you called earth and the universe into existence. And you also bled on a cross. We pray, Lord, that you will give us the awareness that every human being is your child, that you love all of us. We pray for the healing presence, the power and the authority of your Holy Spirit to descend on those who mourn today. Please be close to them. For those who are struggling for their lives right now, oh God, touch them. Heal those who have survived, but who had to lay in pools of blood and watch a slaughter go on. Heal the mind. And Heavenly Father, lest we should forget. We acknowledge before you and before one another this morning that we too are broken. And while we all grieve, we also ask for the healing power of your Holy Spirit to touch all in their grief, to heal and to restore and come, Lord Jesus, come. In his precious name I pray. Amen.